The current spoiler warning level is, Crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Crimson. We're talking about a machine from Mobile Suit Gundam 00. It is from the first season, however, it has mechanical implications through the second, including a mechanical feature of this machine that is a major plot twist in season one. And then we also talk about a bunch of uh, related machines from extended media, mostly Gundam 00 prequel manga. We do also have one real quick uh, build like fighters, like side photo novel thing. That one's not important. But basically, if you haven't seen Double O, uh, you should probably skip this one. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG, where I'm sorry, Dylan, but I'm invoking the gay dry principle. Oh. Um, I'm deciding what we're covering this week because I'm excited about a thing I'm building. Oh, okay. That's That's the gay dry principle. Technically, you didn't build the gay Well, you know, you built the little funnel holders for it, so you built the gay dry. Well, yeah. <laughs> I... I, I partially did uh I, I did fun little custom things with it um mm-hmm. mostly involving having to heat up pvc rods to have them bend because it doesn't come with funnel effect parts even though it's a fucking expensive toy anyway um but yeah so what are we doing this week then uh i've been building an mg that i'm really excited about so we're going to talk about it what is and it? also it's it's ver- 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 well okay let's let's it's not going to be very hard right but all the same let's pull it up also it's going to be deeply spoilery goodbye everybody <laughs> um what is it that you were building gn005 uh is this the virtue this is the gundam virtue yep i that one i already know because i believe gn i think the order is uh you've got gn002 which would be dynamis uh gn003 which is curios and then it skips to five because GN004 is... Also spoken for and also will be discussed yeah, on this episode. Exactly. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, then. Okay. Uh, and XC is one. Yeah, I'm XC. Yeah, of course, because... Um, mm-hmm. Setsuna just always gets to be number one on this. All right. Well, the Gundam version... Well, he, also, he gets to be number zero eventually, but... <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not the, the zero though, because there is the O Gundam, which is its own thing. It's true, and if you look at the model number, if you combine the number of zeros in the double O Gundam, it is six zeros. That's like three infinities. Yeah, because it's because it's the fourth generation, so then it's got four numbers, and they're all zeros, and then it's also the zero. So it's the GN zero 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 zero. Double O, which is two more zeros, Gundam. Anyway, Virtue. GN005. All ah, right. You. I always think about that whenever I think about Virtue, which is, uh, ah, shit, what's her name? Uh, Wan Mailing, uh, in the first episode, announcing the names of each Gundam, and it's everything is shutting down, and she's sitting there with her eyes closed holding a glass of champagne, and she says, Virtue. Uh, yes. Uh, so. 
the Gundam Virtue. Uh, this is a Gundam used by Celestial Being. Uh, it is piloted by Thierry Erde. Um, and the Virtue is the... I guess I would call it the artillery unit. Yeah, this is this is the, you know, heavy fire support one. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it looks it, right? So, if we're looking at the design, uh, the head is probably one of the chunkiest Gundam heads we've ever talked about. Um, because it is a Gundam head, but it is very wide. So, it, it, how to describe it? It's almost like every piece of this head is kind of, like, bulged out a bit. Because <laughs> there are, like, mm-hmm. big gaps in the armor, even. Like, the way the mohawk is, right? Like, you've got, like, this bulky mohawk that is a little, like, wider in how it, like, uh, the sides of it. Like, it's, usually the sides of the mohawk are flat. This one, they kind of go out a little. But you can also see there's, like, a gap underneath, uh, like, the sides of it. And it, everything on this just feels big and bulky. Uh, so the mohawk yeah. uh, has a camera on the front of the mohawk. Uh, the V-fin is right below the camera. Uh, the V-fin is in is a very simple, like, inset uh, V-fin, um, uh, where it's like a, you know, it's just, it's just, um, no forehead jewel to speak of, right? It's just the V-fin. Mm-hmm. It's just the V. Yeah, it's, it's quite thick until it sort of tapers a bit near the end, but the base is quite thick. Also, the Mohawk uh, camera kind of comes over the the middle of the v-fin a little bit and covers it up slightly in an interesting way mm-hmm. and then um then once you hit the main part of the head you've got on the sides of the head you have these big open areas that are full of uh bl- I, I i think it's like a clear part usually is how they represent this on the head right um yeah like those big black gaps on the sides um uh it's got so instead of having cheek vents though, it's actually got vents on the back of the head, like armor, but it's not really the cheek. Like I don't even know how I would describe that because it's further back. You know what I mean? Like, but it's mm-hmm. got like a visible open vent. The actual cheeks though are very like big, like armor pieces. Uh, that you know they surround the head and they they go back uh kind of far, but it, it looks like it looks almost like a squirrel has uh been stuffing its cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to compare it to um the uh, MG two uh, Alex adds chopper armor for the head, but even then it's kind of a little more I like, and I don't say this to to demean the virtue, but like even then the two, Alex two is a little more like streamlined looking. Yeah. This, uh, Virtue is like, no, I'm not fast. I'm not, like, slick. I'm a big, chunky boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that even applies to the chin, right? Because you've got uh-huh. a rather large Gundam chin that not only is a big chin, but then, like, it actually goes a little further back. You can see it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not inset, right? Like a classic Gundam chin. Yeah, it no, just it's... Is, is over top. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's got a pretty plain Gundam face. It does have, like, you know, lines demarcating, like, where it is flat on the front. But otherwise, it, it doesn't have any vents or anything. Um, and then, of course, the eyes are, you know, it's, it's got two eyes because it's a Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, then, for the torso, you have these big, like, so, starting with, like, the collar area, you've got these two big chunks. They have white armor at the front, and then they turn black, uh, like, you know, after 
at like towards the it's still towards the front half of it uh it has two yellow fins sticking out where the armor color changes uh they're folding antennas oh yeah right these fold down right i forgot about that a lot of the a lot of the at least the third gen i haven't paid that i haven't built like a models of the of the fourth gen ones but a lot of the third generation uh gundams and double o have these you know folding chest antennas yeah um and then so for the chest you have the black armor on either side and that has like a chest vent inside of it right it's like a little inlaid vent um interesting design for the vent there um but those are like the two torso halves the actual middle of the torso is very circular um it has a huge chunk of armor on the top that has this uh like semicircular shape uh it's flat on top but it's round at the bottom that is covering like the front of a clear green part uh which this is you know partially where the gn drive is the gn drive obviously extends to the back but um and then on the bottom you also have another set of armor protecting the front of the gn drive area and then a little bit of that armor is also around the waist um mm-hmm. But yeah, and then you've got a little bit of gray armor surrounding the circular GN drive housing. Um, the side of the torso has like some of that uh, clear pink that you get on these uh, third generation Gundams a lot, which is like these like weird cables, basically, is how they're usually seen. Um, mm-hmm. And these are on the sides of the torso. Uh, and then you've got like a red part that actually is like the part of the torso connecting to the waist. As we move on to the arms, uh, for the shoulders, you've got two huge, chunky torso armors. They're a little taller than they are wide, I will say, which is kind of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, depending on whether... In the show art, they just have great details at the end, like, of the top parts of them, of the top chunks. Uh, but in the designer line art, because this is one of the shows that infamously has very... Uh, different designer line art uh by takiyuki uh takiyuki and for these gundams um mm-hmm. you can see though it's got like a weird little like gn thruster thing um that he puts in there um mm-hmm. there's also a little bit of armor hanging that covers the top of the bicep though it's a very small amount <laughs> of armor uh, it's really just to transition the joint smoothly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do much else. And then for the bicep itself, the bicep actually looking at it is kind of long. Uh, mm, that's true. Just, you know, longer than you would think. Uh, and then it's got, you know, gray joints. Uh, the designer liner makes it clear this is a double joint, like it would be able to do a 180 with the arm. Um, these are just big gray blocks in the show. Uh, also on the back of the arm, it's a little hard to see, but there are cables as well, like the ones that I mentioned on the sides of the torso. They extend from the bottom of the bicep armor into the forearm, uh, which the forearm also big and chunky, right? You've got it. It, it clearly looks like there's two pieces of armor. Um, you've got the part that is facing outward or facing towards the viewer which has, like, a big green circle in the middle of it. You know, it's got the cut for the joint. It's got a little bit of detail. But then you've got the other half of that armor on the back, uh, you know, protecting the elbow. And that's where the um, cable plugs into. It Dylan, I'm so dumb. Oh? Until now, I never, never even occurred to me that this was all just, like, a, a spin-on Chabam armor. 
Uh, for this design, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Duh. Huh. Um. But yeah, so and then on the other half of the arm, the only other detail is there's like these little cuts on the bottom of the like middle of the forearm. Um. Then you've got two wrists uh, that have two pretty standard hands. They do have. I don't know if these are the same. Let me look. Are these the same details all the other uh, Gundams have? This is my curiosity. Like, do they all use the same hand covers? Uh, yes. Okay, they all use the same kind of hand cover design. So they've got like this more detailed hand cover than you usually get within Gundam, right? Instead of it being a plain piece, it's got like this octagonal uh piece on the back of the hand, and then like some lines extending off that. Just you know, detail. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually look at the uh the right arm, um. You can see, though, the reason it's designed like that is because the idea is the armor can move on that, right? Like, it almost can move on the knuckle area. Right, right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, for the waist, uh, you've got the central crotch piece, which has a big red, like, gem-looking part on the top. Uh, two really small skirts, all things considered, for this design. Yeah, they give a, they give a big impression because they protrude forward a fair bit. But in size, they are quite small. Yeah. Uh, you have two large side skirts uh, that have this kind of, um, you know, the, fr- uh, the part of them facing forward is open. Uh, I believe these actually do have a function that I'm spacing on. I think I think these are partially for the GN field. Um, I think that's we'll right. Which we'll talk about. Um, as you move down the leg, though, the uh, upper thighs are pretty plain. Other than on the front, you have visible that pink cable again or that purpley cable um translucent uh cable parts that are on the you know uh inset inside of the uh thighs mm-hmm. um and then the lower leg uh again the armor is designed with two like a very you know front and back half type of design though it does have a piece on the side that binds them together uh so for the front uh tall quote-unquote knee though it's not like a lot of gundam knees where it's a separated knee this is all like one big piece Mm -hmm. um it's got a little cut in the armor at the top you got these little cuts on the side of the armor uh on the lower part uh you have the ankle armor kind of connected into it uh which the ankle armor itself just like a you know piece protecting basically the front top of the foot but that's it um dylan stay on brand uh the what is it in step armor not in step. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. In step's right. Yep. In step. Okay. Top of your foot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and then uh, the back of the leg part doesn't have very much detail. The side part, though, uh, these are larger black pieces of armor, very square. Uh, they have a circular part on the back. These do, in fact, pop open when it's doing its GN field stuff. Mm hmm. Um,. And then the feet, uh, you've got these, uh, just chunky feet also. I'm sorry to keep using that word, but that's, like, the best way to describe this design. It's just that you've got these big square feet. Uh, they're a little taller than you would expect. Uh, the heel is also pretty thick and tall. Um, Mm -hmm. though it's not a high heel. It's very, these feet are very flat. Uh. Yeah, just very stable support for, for the big lad. Oh, also forgot to mention the rear skirt um, does have uh, two little, like, uh, 
these yellow, these are usually seen to be thruster parts. Like these, you know, mm-hmm. these are for dispersing GN particles uh, because these things do not move via normal thrust and they move because they have the GN drive, which is on the backpack, which the GN drive on the Virtue is a little bit of a different shape. Instead of being like the conical pointed one, it's got this kind of like rounded cap on it. And you can see it on the middle of the backpack there, though. And, mm-hmm. and then the backpack itself, uh, you got some vent-like thrusters on the bottom that look like, you know, they're a bunch of slats that can, like, move. Um, and then on either side, you've got a little arm connecting onto these three, uh, or these two um, giant two-barrel cannons uh, that are able to, you know, like, rotate, pop over the shoulder. They And when they are at rest, they are usually resting, like, on the sides of the shoulder, because mm-hmm. they are like the arm has them uh the arm is not i don't know if the arm is directly in the middle of them i think it's slightly offset a little bit um but either way they lie like over the shoulder and by default but they can pop up and like you know generally over the shoulder or mm-hmm. just pop forward etc depending on i mean how it wants them they don't by default they don't even like they can move but they don't even have to just the thing turns they don't have to otherwise just rotating is enough to get them in position to fire mm-hmm. just that whenever he gets in position he loves doing the uh you know the mm-hmm. the cannons like this but yeah these these could theoretically fire any which way but yeah, like he, as as the picture uh, Dylan sent, um, swinging them sort of up so that they are like lying flat, like uh, flat and perpendicular with the top of the shoulders, and then you know firing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> so the Gundam Virtue's armaments, uh, its primary armament is a GN bazooka. It's this is a very detailed weapon. It's like a weapon for one side. We can kind of talk about a little bit more, not a mm-hmm. lot, lot more, but you know it's. This very, like, squared bazooka, um, it, it, if you're looking at it from the front, the barrel is, like, hexagonal, uh, it is designed with, like, a very distinct upper and lower half, um, it's got a total of, I believe, uh, three triggers, because you've got the one when it is holding it below, and then you've got the ones on the side, oh, actually, sorry, the one on the right, I think, is the main trigger pops out, and then to the right, and then the other one is just always there. It looks like. Yeah, there is a uh, there's a mode we'll talk about in a minute where it pushes it closer to its chest, and so it needs to have a hand on both sides of it. Yeah, the and and the and those trigger mechanisms also are actually able to rotate, so it can better hold it with both hands. Um, when it opens up, so I mentioned that it has like the distinct top and lower half. Uh, the it, it, it kind of, like, pops the bottom part open a bit. You get a very cool, visible, like, cool circular generator, like, in the middle base of it. There's a giant barrel on the inside, and then these two parts pop out of the front of it that are, uh, like, almost, like, yellow rails. And, you know, they almost look like they have teeth, and they pop forward, though. And this is when it's doing its uh, big burst mode shot. Um... There's an interesting detail just from its regular firing, because um, in its regular mode, it can either fire, like, quick little blasts or one longer blast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see inside, like, a series of what looks almost like rifling, and I guess I kind of assumed it was, like, you know, like like heat sinks, basically. Uh-huh. Um, 
But looking at one of the photos from the gallery here from episode one, you can see those lines are all glowing with different colored lights. And so I guess there's probably more like some sort of accelerator. It's pretty fucking cool is what they are. Uh, I love the look of this on the front. Um, Yeah. And this is this. This is the uh, GM bazooka. Um, It's really cool. Um, As mentioned, it has the burst mode, which is just it slides out the barrel and everything. Basically, though, it just fires a giant uh, blast. Uh, Generally, the blast that it fires when it is doing the burst mode uh, actually has a lot of recoil, so it'll start pushing it back. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Is this... Am I remembering right that it can also do, like, the shooting, like, a sphere of energy in this No, that's the upgraded suit. I'll talk about that another time. All right. Gotcha. That one will get its own episode because the thing about the upgraded suits is they all get their own variants too, and I think we would be here a billion years if we uh, do it that way. Because if I remember right, yeah. didn't we talk about the Dynamis? We did talk about the Dynamis. But we didn't talk um, about the Keratum on that episode, did we? No, we did not. Yeah, okay. But also, I mean, that was a while ago. We were still new at this. Who knows? Uh, this is going to be a long episode even without talking about those, but we'll... Oh, fair enough, you know, fair enough. Well... Because we have a GNY unit to talk about also, and right, then the Nadley, right. and then variants of both the Nadley and the Virtue. Um, but, uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you know. It does have GN Beam Sabers. Uh, these are stored on the knees, though they're stored on the inner knees because, I mean, we've been alluding to it. There is a second Gundam within this Gundam. Um, mm-hmm. The Nadley's knees are where the GN Beam Sabers are stored, and they are visible from the back of the knee armor. So, um, and it's, it's very much like, uh, I mean, sure, we should probably have these, but if you're using them, you fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then the GN cannons are the two barrel cannons on the backpack. Um, their barrels do extend when they are being used. Like the barrels are normally like inset, uh, which is always cool looking. Um, Mm -hmm. always like when there's moving parts. Um, I like how it's like, although their firepower is inferior, two GN cannons can still destroy several mobile suits in one shot. Like, the bar for how we are measuring the power on these machines is so funny. Like, because that's the thing, right? It's like Wing. It Like, there, Double O is a show that draws a lot of comparisons to Wing, but it is the same idea of this is a suit that is going to destroy entire, like, things by itself. Yeah, I mean, this is not a suit designed for fighting mobile suits. This is designed for, I mean, it's literally expressly like this is for destroying fortresses. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned the the burst mode, which I did want to talk just a little bit more about because mm-hmm. we get so many cool shots, mostly from the one episode of episode 15 when it uses it, where you get to see like one where the beam is coming from. It's a very classic detail, but you get to see like the spinning like generator yeah. there um, and you see it light up and glow. Um, and electricity crackle down the length of the barrel. Also, you mentioned it pushes them backwards, and so we get this great shot of the Virtue, this huge, heavy guy, standing on the desert, and it fires, and suddenly it's just surfing backwards for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a really cool shot, is the thing. It's really cool. Um. Uh, also, just a quick note, it can technically use two of these bazookas at once, um, we see that briefly in a desperate situation, though one imagines it could not use two burst modes at once because it has to hook up to the chest to do that. Yeah, it does hook into the front of the chest to do that. Um, yeah, and then, um, uh, 
also, sometimes it will also fire the GN cannons while firing the bazooka mm -hmm. in the middle, which, you know, that's also a little bit of overkill that it can do. Um, I mean, this thing, again, it's a it's it's an artillery suit, right? This is something that fires a bunch of giant blasts that are more apt for destroying, like, for leveling a city than they are even just for mobile suit combat. Uh... But yeah, um, and then I mentioned on the equipment, I mentioned that it has the GN field. Uh, what it does basically is opens up the, um, like, like it's several parts open up on the body. Um, the GN cannons uh, pop open on the sides. Uh, the uh, leg parts pop open, and it generates a 360-degree green GN barrier. Um, it's just a... 360 degree barrier full of uh, GN particles that uh, eliminates any shots from actually hitting it. It can also fire the GN bazooka from within the barrier. So it can yeah. literally become immortal, basically, while it's firing at you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I mean, it has a limit to how long you can project it for, because that's a point where it is using up uh, stored particles, because it's using them faster than it generates them. But still, it is really like it is one of the really fun things about this Gundam, is that it is the rare like I mean sometimes you see this I think in like side material like your uh, MSVs and stuff, but having like one of the main protagonist Gundams be a machine that doesn't dodge no. is really fun. It's just like no. Um, <laughs> stop. Now it does have one other weakness, which uh, comes back in a couple of parts of it. If a blade is uh, powered using GN particles, you know, like has the GN particles around the edges, uh, they will go through it, uh, mm -hmm. which is actually what happens with the Thrones Vi's um, GN fangs. They can stab through the barrier. Yeah, uh, this is like this is also why it can fire the bazooka through is basically just other GN particles get a pass. Yeah, um, but um. But, yeah, it can also uh, emit them for atmospheric reentry, so it just uh, puts them on the front. Uh, all the Gundams are actually able to generate a field like this for uh, atmospheric reentry without uh, special tools. Mm -hmm. um, it also, of course, has optical camouflage. Just full-on, it can just turn invisible. Now, it cannot attack while doing that, so it never like does that in the middle of battle. But it is funny, because they can just hide the Gundam by making it go invisible. Uh, well, wait. yeah, this is a this is a feature of all of these at least third generation ones. Yeah, um, and it's it's just honestly, it's just for story convenience so they can have their mobile suits nearby and not have them get stolen. Because if you had a Tomino where people were stealing things all the time, the show would immediately break. Yeah, um, and it also of course has the Transam system, which makes it turn pink slash red. Uh. Starts emitting a ton of GN particles, uh, leaves after images while moving, and of course, uh, tends to make the uh, weapons and whatnot output even stronger. It's so funny that this one gets the after images, but it's not even moving that fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, mentions it here, so I will say it. It has the Vita operating system, so they all are linked to v uh, Vita. Veda, not Vita. <laughs> Whatever, Vita is life. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> obviously, it runs on a PlayStation Vita. And, uh, man, Hotshots Golf on that one's killer. 
but yes, uh, the uh, on Veda, um, and basically just you know does its usual thing of giving them their missions or. Uh, in one occasion, rendering them inoperable when it decides, well, when someone else decides for it not to, uh, mm -hmm. to just say no to them. Um, but yeah, uh, just basically a computer that tells them, hey, this is your mission and this is what you should do, etc. Mm -hmm. Um, it's interesting because there's a deliberate, like, you could have easily imagined that they would use, like, Veda their connection to Veda for, like, firing solutions and stuff, and they deliberately don't do this, um, which, of course, you know, saves them from having to explain why it's fine when they no longer use Veda, but um, also, I think, in-universe, it's just sort of like, no, this is literally just here to be a thing that we can turn off. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Virtue has another form. It can eject all of the armor in an emergency. This is a system that is not... That was supposed to stay hidden for a while, and then it had to do it in an emergency. Uh, the mm -hmm. big black parts of armor on the chest all pop off, the collars pop off, the mohawk pops off, the V-fin pops off, the shoulders, the outer shoulder parts pop off, the top of the shoulder pops off. It Like, it pops off in a very specific way. The, the front and back of the arm... The front and back of the leg, the ankle armor, the feet, uh, the whole, like, you know, the front and back of the feet, uh, the entire front skirt mechanism, the, it all pops off all at once. Um, and mm -hmm. then you get the Gundam Nadley, um, which, ooh, how do you even describe the Gundam Nadley? So, I guess starting with the head, uh, we've got a head that is, of course, much skinnier because it's popped off most of the parts. Um, it has a similar style of V-fin, which is funny to me, because it pops off the old V-fin and then just has a smaller, similarly designed V-fin underneath. I think it's, it's fun, it's similar in a lot of ways, but I think you do get a lot more, like, it's got a much more irregular shape, I it, think. It, it does, sort of got yeah, because the top some part, wavy. the yeah. top part has, like, that extra little cut in it, and it also has that in the bottom. Um, the Mohawk camera is more normally sized uh you've got two visible uh red cable parts that are on the top of the head that like are circular on the back of the head you have like this little piece of black armor uh going around the cabling which of course extends out into hair basically is what these cables look like when they are you know extended out um mm -hmm. it also has on the sides, uh, you've still got those, like, green parts that are now fully visible, like the clear green parts. Um, for the little cheek parts, uh, you have hair that is sticking out of the front of these as well, which, you know, these are just cables also. Um, I do like these hair cables. They're really cool. Um, yeah. They are normally attached onto the Virtue's head and ch chest armor pieces, and they are just for holding the pieces in place. Well, and they're also, um, it is through these that they supply power to the added parts of the Virtue. Yeah, so they do They do have an explanation for them. And they just, it also just looks cool. Yeah, I mean, really, they just wanted to have a Gundam with uh, a bunch of red hair. They just thought it was really striking, and they were right, it is. Mm -hmm. um, then for the central face part, you've got, so this one has an interesting design for the face. So you've got, like, a face that has... Mostly line-based details. It does have, like, a vertical line in the middle of the face. Um, still just has the two eyes. The chin is this really tall chin. 
is how I would describe it. It kind of is mm-hmm. almost like a Zeta-style chin, but, like, you know, the Zeta is normally, one, it ends at a point, and two, it's the same color as, like, the rest of the face. Or is this just, like, a weird, tall, inset, like, red chin? Um, on the torso, uh, it still has parts of that collar, including the, uh, little flip-up antennas. Um, the torso is much skinnier now. It does have, um, white torso parts on the sides that have little yellow vents. Uh, it still has a central black piece of armor, uh, sort of over, like, the GN drive area. Um, that is, that is actually the same armor that the Virtue has there. That's one of the parts that does not pop off. Um. Isn't that the cockpit hatch? Oh, right. Is that actually... I, I've never actually thought about what the cockpit hatch on the Virtue looks like, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I guess you know what? That I, is. I, I, let me just pick this up and pull it down, because I think I just built... Yeah, there's Tyria. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that, because my brain just was like... It, it, it's Because it's, it's just weird, because it's the only piece of black armor that remains after it ejects all the uh, Virtue parts. Mm-hmm. But yeah... Um, and then, um, it lost the red torso segment. It still has the visible cables, uh, uh, no, like, it it connects into the waist in a very interesting way. We'll get back to the waist in a sec. Um, for the shoulders, uh, similarly shaped shoulders, just smaller. You can see the latches where the outer shoulder armor was connected. Um, still has, like, the big long bicep. Um, you can still see the joint. Uh, it does have, um... For the lower arm, not very much detail on it. It has an interesting shape, because, like, the base of it is, like, more rounded. You can see, like, a front open part on the armor. Again, mm-hmm. it's it's mostly just, like, visible plugs where the armor would be connected to. So there's also a peg-like area on the back. Um, still has the cable. The cable is a lot more visible now, uh, going from the uh, bicep into the forearm. Mm-hmm. Um... On the sides of the joint area, it does have, like, these green circular parts, um, which is a common feature on a lot of these suits, is doing these, like, clear green parts throughout the body. Um, uh, then, uh, for the hands, still the same hands. The the hands do not eject into smaller hands. (laughs) Um, the, um, for the waist, uh, you've got this big hexagonal frontal armor piece you can see like again the gray latches where the connection is implied no side skirts just uh i mean i guess you could describe these as skirts but they almost look like they're part of the torso because of how high up they are and you can see Mm -hmm. again more of the latches where the armor is connected to same with the rear skirt um for the legs um you know same it's same legs same thighs i should say so you just have the big cable parts on the thighs Mm mm-hmm not protected by any sort of skirt. Yeah. Um, then for the lower legs, uh, really neat shapes going on with the legs here. Um, you've got this big knee piece that's got, again, it, they managed, because this design is meant to have all this armor, they put a lot of these cool like black indentations all over the parts that add detail, which the implication being that that's where the armor plugged into. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I really, I always love the leg design on these GN suits. Um, the sides of the calves have, uh, the, the clear purple parts as well as the front of the leg armor. You can see that clear purple, uh, it has this little like part that's like sticking out of the bottom of the leg there, which is like clearly the latch where the instep armor, uh, connects to. 
Uh, and then for the feet, very plain feet. You've got, like, a top of the armor. You've got visible... You've actually got, like, visible frame on these feet because you can see, like, the way the feet rotate. Because uh, mm -hmm. they've got, like, these circular, you know, joints. Because the, 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 the Gundams in Double uh, O can have, have a very high range of movement. Um, mm -hmm. And then you've got, like, this big uh, heel piece on the back. Uh, and then finally, for the backpack... Uh, sticks out a little far because it's got that, you know, that weird GN drive with that, like, rounded part on it. Yeah, the extended cover, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, that's co that's connected in via the three visible latches that you can see now. And I believe it's just two. Or is it just two? Is it, are they just it's, on the it's sides? Two, it's, yeah, it's three on a lot of them. This one's just a twoer. Okay. Yeah, it's just one on each side. I assume there would be, I guess I would have seen it. I would assume there would have been one on the bottom as well, but... Uh, all yeah, right. I mean, it, it's, it's, I have to be careful because I'm sure there are some design changes made for the MG, but I'm pretty sure two latches. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then this is the Nadley, the Gundam Nadley, the Gundam that is within the Gundam. Uh, I really love this color scheme of like this sort of like, like light, very light grayish and lilac, and that's basically it for this entire design, except for the beard and the single black cockpit hatch. Mm hmm. It's really striking. Yeah, and then you also get the yellow V-fin, but yeah, it's it's colors are very minimalist. Um, mm -hmm. So, the idea with this machine was that this was only to be used if the other Gundams ever tried to rebel. Uh huh. Was the idea? Uh, it's called it, 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 when it does this. It, it it has a feature that we'll talk about in a bit. First, let's talk about the weapons it uses. So, it has the GM beam sabers that are on the knees. Um, mm -hmm. the GN cannons from the Virtue, uh, from the old backpack, can pop off and attach to the wrists. Uh, here's, here's the classic shot of it firing them crisscross applesauce. Yes, it's a cool shot. Uh, yeah, it can, uh, because, yeah, the, it has these little hand grips that pop out and they, uh, like, you know, it grabs the hand grips and they just kind of are held onto the arms and it, it looks cool. It's just two, basically it just gets two mini GN bazookas. Uh, mm -hmm. now it does have its own beam rifle and beam saber design, um, that doesn't really come up other than in, like, one episode of the show, <laughs> um, because when it's deployed, I believe in the final battle, is actually just deployed as the Nadley, mm -hmm. and so they actually have the Nadley shield, which the shield is pretty cool, it's this, uh, shield that is mostly white on the front, and then it's got, like, this red, uh, edge around the bottom, uh, half of it, um, very tall shield, and then I love the shape of its GN beam rifle because it's got this like square beam rifle that it has like a green scope on it. I just like mm -hmm. I just like that it's like this tall square rifle though. It's just a cool design. Um, it's also very cool because it um like it is one of the beam rifles. It can project a beam blade, but it also like it's not just like the um the Zeta, where it's just sort of straightforward, it sort of pops out a little bit too. It emanates a bit from more from the side, so it looks more like a proper, like, sword. Yeah. It's cool. It's a cool design. Plus, it has a like, good shape because, again, it fits into the barrel, so it, instead of just being a beam saber, it has, like, a... It, it has a nice flat shape to it that looks cool. Um, mm -hmm. Good design. Um, It's systems. So... Still can do the Trans Am and still is connected to Veda. The other thing it can do, though, is it can emanate the trial field or the trial system, uh, mm -hmm. which allows it to control all machines that are linked to Veda. 
and forcibly shut them down. This was just in case, just in case something or someone decided that they were in the Gundam and to go against the plan. Hence the trial name, right? You are being put on trial. You are no longer allowed to use your Gundam. Yep. Um, and uh, it worked for a couple of seconds. It worked for a couple of seconds. Uh, it yes. has uh, uh, limited range. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they bought out the courts, and so you were in trouble. Yes, that is the problem. Uh, Veda gets taken over, unfortunately. Like, it seems like a really cool trump card, and then it immediately backfires, because he's going to, if I remember right, he's going after one of the uh, thrones, right? And I think it's I think it's specifically Svi. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, it's actually... I think it's actually Nina, now that I think about it. And he does the, like, lift the beam saber, and he's like, you are you are not fit to be a meister, and is doing, like, a plunging stab. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, uh, she gains control at the last second, and we have to stick with her for another part of the season. Um, hater. I am a hater. Uh, I, I don't like- That's okay, you're allowed to hate things. I hate things, too. It's great. I don't like the Trinities very much, but anyway. Um... There, it is funny because it does mention that very few Meisters actually have rights to access the trial system. And also, there's a hierarchy to the access rights, which that's actually what happens is basically uh, Ribbons, who is, you know, working on behalf of Alejandro, or at least Alejandro thinks he is, um, uh, it basically puts himself in a higher uh, in a higher position than uh, Tieria, mm-hmm. which gives Tieria the funniest, like, um, you know, uh, crisis of all time, because he's like, oh, the computer that loved me, it picked someone else. Um, because Thierry is a weirdo, and it is very funny that, generally speaking, his character does not care about any other characters, but when the computer betrays him, he is incredibly depressed about it. (laughs) Um. Yeah. But yeah, um... I actually did not know that that's where Natalie comes from. I just saw that in the notes and trivia. Huh. Comes from the Navajo word for two-spirit. So. Okay. Fair enough. Um, a reference to the female figure hidden within the male. Is, are we supposed to read Nodley as feminine? Yes. That's why it has the hair, too. Okay. I mean, the problem is, the, the I know they're supposed to be side locks, but the ones up front almost read like a beard. Hmm. See, it's only funny, too, because I feel like this would be read as more feminine as well if uh, a certain uh, Nobel Gundam didn't already exist and take the Gundam feminine form to its full extreme. Well, not to its full, to the full extreme that we normally see. Yes. You can go further. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, uh, so. uh, Okay. Firstly, I think we want to talk about the variants, because that makes more sense because we are closer to these designs. Sure, that so makes sense. we'll talk about the Virtue Physical first. So, okay. the thing you may have noticed about the Virtue Gundam when we talked about it is that it's all beam weapons. But, what if, instead of physical weapons, or instead of beam weapons, we made one that uses all physical weapons, and that's what the Virtue Physical is. It's basically a different set of armor to be worn and weapons to be worn by the uh, Nadley. Mm-hmm. Um, it is painted in this like kind of like tannish color, like this like almost like sandy camouflage color. 
is what like it reminds me of like military like this reminds me of like a color and actual tank would be painted yeah it's i mean it's also i think mobile suit wise it's kind of like the gushin almost yeah yeah that's like the closest i can think of for this because it's not a color that pops up all that often just like this Mm -hmm. like sandy tan color um it actually retains most of its design elements from the original virtue just in this other color the main changes come with the weapons and then the legs so Mm -hmm. uh for the legs uh the armor on the on the front is now designed very differently and the reason why is because the front of these legs pop open completely it's a little hard to see it because this is the tiniest line art on the planet but basically these are giant multi uh multi-tube missile pods and so Mm -hmm. they just pop open from the front which is really fucking cool and these are just full of missiles. I think this is actually a really cool design element. Um, I, I damn it, I was hoping for a count on how many missiles there were, and it just says missile container. When I uh, it says oh. a container loaded with twenty four each. Oh, twenty four each. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, these RGN missiles they work like the way the Dynamises do, where they are a solid missile that slams into the target. And then actually opens up and has a bunch of GM particles, like, explode outward. So, just a weird working missile, but that's how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the left arm, also, it has a little, an extra latch. And it attaches two GM Panzerfausts to it. We just can't fucking get rid of these things, huh? It's so funny (laughs) to me, too, because they are just, these ones are just called Panzerfausts. Uh, they're just the grenades on a stick that, you know, can launch. Yeah. Uh, it has a, a GN physical bazooka, which is just a, it, it's a neat design. It's, it, it's one of those bazookas I like the design of because it has the trigger all the way at the front. So it's definitely designed for being fired like over the shoulder. And I mm-hmm. think it's because specifically the virtue, even though like the arms are designed to do like a 180, because of how chunky it is, uh, they probably just put the trigger at the front just so it can rest on the shoulder at a more, like, natural position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a cartridge loaded on the top, you know, it's got the big area for the back blast, uh, and this just, what this does is it launches, uh, solid projectiles, um... This is apparently also the explanation for why they call the beam bazooka a bazooka on the on the normal one. Because the idea is this was made at the same time. It's just they were made for different purposes. And then well, I should call it the GN beam bazooka. They're they're making it feel like this thing's subservient to that. Which I mean, it's like true. It's a worse weapon, but uh, now it does actually have a GN beam cannon as well. So even though it's the virtue physical, it does have a be- a single beam cannon over the shoulder. Uh, I think this is a bigger beam cannon than, like, the normal ones. It only has a single barrel, but the actual, like, design of it is a lot larger than the original Virtue's beam cannons. Um, uh, yeah, according to uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 00P, um, this is, which is the prequel, um, this thing has enough power to, to to vaporize an asteroid with a single shot. It's ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so and it can still emanate the GN field. Uh, however, because its weapons use a generally a physical shell, it actually cannot use its weapons while the field is up. Um, at least for the missiles and, like, the Faust and the Bazooka. 
Um, I imagine the beam cannon should still be able to be used. But... I wanna, I wanna be there when, when fucking. I mean, probably he just read the read the the manual in advance. That yeah. seems like what he would do. But I would really love to see Tyria discover this first person. <laughs> God, just Tyria firing and just oh, my legs are gone now. He just launches like... the missiles and they all just explode in there. Um. Uh. Well, those ones actually would be fine. The explosion that'd be awful, actually. Well, those ones wouldn't explode though, because the way they work is they inject the GN particles. They wouldn't inject it into the field. That would be fine. The problem would be when he fired the bazooka. Yeah, the bazooka (laughs) would be the one that would actually launch, right? Um, but yeah, uh, and it it it, you know, it's a virtue though. Uh, and Mm -hmm. basically the idea was Veda just decided uh, the particle types actually just, like, better for uh, things in general. Um, better cooperability with the other Gundam types during various joint exercises is why they picked it. Uh, they say, listen, it doesn't mean that this is inferior, but I'm here to tell you this is inferior. It's cool. But... Yeah. I mean, it still works, uh... But they deemed that it was unfeasible to keep it as an alternative equipment. So... Uh, because he can't change the Virtues equipment mid-battle, that's very difficult because, you know, it needs to actually, like, attaching the armor to the Virtue, the idea is it's also not just, like, it clips in simply. Like, it needs Uh to have these put on in the hangar. Um. Yeah. And also it says, the swapping of the equipment may also cause the enemy to discover the hidden Nadley by observing the commonalities between the two equipment sets. Being like, wait a minute. <laughs> there has to be something underneath there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the Natalie itself also has its own variant. Uh, so, we'll move on to that now. We have yeah. the GN004 slash TEAO2 Gundam Natalie Aquos. Uh, this is a ridiculous machine. So, this is a Natalie, but given a night makeover. <laughs> Yeah, this is, and and mechanically, it's like, this is leaning into the trial system. This is it launched to use the trial system. Because mm, the trial system specifically has a limited range. This is supposed to have an increased range. Uh, it expands the range by several tens of times. <laughs> it also has possibly the dumbest sword and shield of all time, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So... Starting with the head, um, it's the Nadley head, but it has the hair hidden. It actually even has, like, a little clip on the cheek armor and stuff, and on the back of the head that shows uh, why it would be stuffed in there. Uh, it's got a big forehead guard, uh, like, over the, uh, over the Mohawk camera, and it's got this, like, on the back of the head, like, this, like, little flat fin crest. Um... The torso has been repainted to black in some areas, and it also has some extra curved armor uh, on the bottom that curves up and, like, forward. Uh, a little bit over the uh, GN particle container in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the shoulders are the same design, but black. The arms are the same, um, though it adds to the back of the elbows, I believe, uh, these big yellow fins that are sticking out of the arm. Yeah, these big blade antennas. Yeah. Um, the waist, uh, the central crotch is given, it is actually given, like, skirt armor and also, like, an, a GN condenser thruster on the crotch as well as on the, uh, if you look in the rear part, the, uh, it has, uh, two longer skirts that are, 
that have like this opening uh in them in such a way that i imagine these are also extra thrusters um, it looks like you can see the like looks like the beam sabers are there though right you see that are those the oh right i forgot because it has like the weird flat beam sabers right Mm-hmm. yeah i forgot about these now it does mention that these are stored in each knee still, but that might just be the wiki uh, copy pasting. Copy pasting. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also could be wrong, but it really looks like it. Yeah. Um, and then for the upper legs, same design. The knee color is changed to black, but it's the same knee design. Uh, the sides of the legs now have those blade antennas added to them. Uh, the lower legs, I believe, these are the same, other than it adds uh ankle and instep guards. Yeah. Uh, it just has ankle and instep guards. The bottom foot of the foot and the heel are colored black, but it's the same design. Uh, and the backpack is the same design. Uh, equipment. The G- so it has the GN beam sabers. The GN mask sword. <laughs> and the uh, GN shield uh, that it has. So the GN shield design is sl- is... Similar in shape, but a little different than the original design. And the sword is sheathed on there. And the sword is a Gundam face. At the end of a it's, handle. Or, it's yeah. a Gundam face. It's got the chin. It's got the, the forehead jewel. And then the blade is yellow and splits to become a giant V-fin. Yeah, and then the eyes open when it is doing the trial system while it is on the shield. Because apparently the trial control system is all stored in the sword. Well, no, it's all a signal amplifier, right? I, it says uh, it contains the trial system's control functions. In the sword. Okay. That's just what I'm reading. Uh, all right, yeah, And then, I of guess. course, it has all these blade antennas in order to also expand the range. Uh-huh. Uh, they can move freely at their point of attachment, pointing to the direction where the system's range is to be extended, but they are fragile, so... Oh, so they, they work like antennas, too, so, like, when this needs to disable a specific Gundam in a specific direction, these would point. I feel like this is, like, a little bit of overkill for the idea... Why could they not have just made Veda be able to shut down the Gundams at that point? Well, because, like, Veda is, can be kind of unbiased, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas and this I is think, supposed like, to be for specifically someone of a higher rank to determine. Like, if we'd had, if you, if things had gone differently, if, if, uh, Ribbons hadn't hacked in that far, right, and had only gotten the data to build you know, the thrones and everything, right? Mm. Then you could see a situation where they're like, okay, we need to take care of the thrones. Uh, Tyria sorts, sorts in this thing, and they're like, all right, let's have a showdown, and Tyria turns this on, and then all the thrones just fall to the ground, and he just walks up and stabs them one by one. Basically, yeah. Is that, Which would, would be sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Well, that's the thing, right? Even, like, I, I mentioned Knight, but it does almost feel like this is also designed to be an executioner, basically, given how simple its equipment set is. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a Gundam designed solely around the trial system. Yeah. It doesn't even have a gun anymore. Yep. Uh, alright, now we get to talk about... I would say there are two more machines to talk about. Uh, well, uh, technically more, but we'll get into part of that. Uh, we have the GNY-004, the prototype of the Virtue in the Nadley. Um... I say both yep. because it is importantly the prototype to both. Because uh, that's why the Nadley and the Virtue even exist as a weird thing is they wanted to cram too many functions onto a Gundam, and uh, I'm gonna say this ahead of time as someone who loves this design, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, 
So the GNY004 Gundam Plutone. Uh, this is uh, one of the second generation Gundams that is a predecessor to the Natalie and the Virtue, as well as another mission that I expect we'll talk about, the Artemy, which is another one of my favorites. Uh, I don't know why. I happen to just love both machines that are like the weird GNY versions of the uh, Virtue a lot. But it's, um, uh, it's got two known pilots from spinoff material, uh, random anime schoolgirl, Chal Acoustica, and of course, everybody's favorite, the MVP, Fawn Spock. She's a Gundam Meister. Look at her art. Uh, look at her season two art. <laughs> okay, let me see her season two art. Whoa! What happened? And then there? look at her double O F art. <laughs> well, because season two of double O P is she is ten years later. Because this takes and place also before. her hair color changed, and also her hair, like her hair consistency changed. She's no longer a person who has naturally wavy hair. What happened? Uh, I'm assuming something bad because she also looks a lot more depressed. That's true. That's true. Uh. And then, uh, in Double OF, she looks like cool professor lady, basically. Mm -hmm. She runs the gamut from schoolgirl to depressed girl, like depressed college girl, to uh, to to professor. Uh, I I actually really like her later designs a lot, though. Um, but yeah, uh, there's also uh, other pilots of it include Marlene Vladi and of course Fawn Spock and Gundam Meister eight seven four. Uh, uh Spock, it's anyone who doesn't know, Fawn Spock's just the best. Fucking the worst, I, but also the best. The worst uh complimentary. Sure, yeah. I mean I I really I really think they should I've read the first volume of of Double O F. I would love to read more if I could get my hands on them. They should really animate that thing. It's so fun and stupid. <laughs> Alright. So for the Plutone. Um, uh, actually, real quick, small fun Spock thing, because I have to mention it. What, what sold me on him was G-Gen Crossrays, when they basically are like, you know, you're becoming a liability. We can just explode that color at, at any time, so you better start listening as he's like, nuh-uh, I'm not gonna do that. And then they explode his collar, and he just starts cackling as he's bleeding to death in his cockpit. <laughs> and keeps fighting. And, and then, then they're fighting. like, but, but you are going to die, though. And he's like, ah ha 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 <laughs> It's so fucking good. the stupidest man ever. It's the best possible, like, the, the, like, what if, no, you, okay. The worst thing about the Joker is when people try to use him to make a point about society. This yep. is the theory of the person who wrote Fawn Spock. <laughs> God. Um, alright. The Gundam Plutone. So, starting with the head, uh, so, what I like about the Plutone, I will describe on the whole, uh, is... It almost feels like Yanase doing his own passage just making a standard Gundam, uh, like, for the show. Because, you know, normally it's kind of the Exeas in the standard... There's not really a standard Gundam, though, other than, like, the O Gundam, which is designed by Okawara and designed to look like, you know, the Gundam. Uh, this this just feels like, what if you tried making the Arc 78 into a, like, into a double O style Gundam, which I think is cool. Um, mm -hmm. So for the head... You have a red forehead jewel. Uh, you do have a bit of a mohawk, though it doesn't have a camera on the mohawk. The jewel covers over that. Um, it does have the rounded cable parts on the top of the head, though they are in that lilac cable color uh, instead of, like, the red that the virtues are. Um, 
the uh, V-fin. You've got this cool V-fin that is, it's very plain and it's just like a white V, but what I like is it has these two like red parts on the bottom, like these two little red hexagonal parts. Like It has almost like extra forehead jewels like dangling from it like earrings. Could describe it that way uh i've always seen these as basically like two red parts on the head like holding the v-fin up oh sure um then uh for the back of the head uh you do have a camera uh and then just some minor like little line details um for the side of the head you've got these nice cheek armor pieces that extend forward and they have this like little blue inset in them uh just has two eyes just has the two uh, like vents on the face uh, does have, like, the Natalie's, like, flat inset chin that's kind of, like, tall. Uh, and the face is a little bigger than you would expect because it's got, like, an extra, like, you know, it's got, like, the Gundam face, which is, like, you know, in white. But then it's got more white armor around the edges at the bottom uh, surrounding the chin. Uh, for the torso, uh, you've got two of the foldable collar pieces that are popped up. Uh, you've got a yellow, very visible yellow collar, actually, that the head is connected, like, into, like, a collar area. Um, mm-hmm. for the chest, you've got two, uh, flat vents. Uh, for the middle of the chest, you actually have a big green, like, cockpit hatch area, uh, which also ties into the fact that this does have a core fighter. <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of a very visible core fighter there. Um, mm-hmm. you've got... Little gray, uh, rounded armor pieces on the bottom of either side of the torso, and then you've got, like, the gray, uh, segment of torso below that. Uh, you've got a white segment of torso, which has some blue armor on the front of it. Uh, you've got, for the shoulders, uh, design- the shoulders underneath are similar to the Nadleys in shape, but on top of them, you have these, like, really cool, like, uh, GM particle dispensers that are, like, attached all, like, around, uh, they have this armor, like- I don't even describe the shape of this. Like, they're like these bumps at the end of the shoulder that have this yellow condenser unit in it, and then they have like these armor pieces that go down and sort of forward. Like they've got like these cool like overhang armor pieces, basically. Uh, like a kind of a simple way to describe it, referencing other Gundam that's a little unexpected is if you imagine the basic shape of it, imagine the condenser as the door of a catapult deck. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, for the upper arms, uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, they're a little bit more simplified than the, uh, arms on the, uh, the Virtue. Uh, they don't have, like, they they don't have, like, any extra, like, little cuts or anything in them, really. They're just upper Gundam arms. Uh, Mm -hmm. now, what this does have is the back of the shoulders have a, is where the cable connects into the, uh, forearm here. The forearm itself the forearms are actually really large on this um and this cable is able to extend uh but uh it does have a cable connecting from the back of the shoulder into the arm there's another cable also connecting into the rear skirt uh from either shoulder um, yeah very long exposed cables on this which is pretty unusual mm-hmm. uh, i guess a sign of a sign of how far they're trying to stretch this design <laughs> yeah uh, you also have another gn condenser on the wrist uh i love the wrist design though because uh like the upper wrist design uh, it's pretty simple, but then when you hit the, uh, which, uh, also the upper, uh, or the outer arm parts on this design, also on the forearm, they have plugs, which is really cool, because the rifle, uh, to secure itself can plug into the wrist. Mm. Uh, and then also this is where the shield plugs into, which I think is really cool. Um, but then, um, 
the uh the wrist armor though like the the on the other side of the forearm just extends forward really far i love the way it like kind of almost houses the hand just, it looks like it should almost be able to like reciprocate you know yeah it's 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 neat i i really like this design um for the waist uh you've got the central crotch piece which has like you know a red part on top uh, you've got two front skirts, uh, two side skirts that have more of these GN condenser units, uh, in them. Uh, mm -hmm. and then, uh, the rear skirt, uh, which I mentioned, you have the rear skirt, which has two smaller skirts on the side, and then this big round unit that is plugged into the, uh, shoulders. Um, you also have on the back of the side skirts two cables that are plugging into the lower legs. Um... For the upper thighs, nothing too crazy going on with the design. Um, as you move down, uh, you've got this really cool knee armor that's like its own separate piece. When it is standing completely straight up, it actually like blends into the bottom of the leg armor there pretty nicely. Uh, but like you know, in the in the picture here, it's kind of at a little bit of an angle. Um, uh, it's got. I just like the shapes on this. It's just this is a very squared off guy, but like in a cool futuristic looking way. Mm -hmm. um, the sides of the knee armor do have these like little black bindings uh, connecting them into the joints and the sides of the leg. Uh, you've got these cool little like yellow vertical vents on either side of the leg. Uh, and then on the back of the leg, you have another GN condenser that is not visible, but it's like at the bottom of the overhanging leg armor there. And that's where like, you know, the cable is connected into. Um, and big armor on the front of the uh, calf. Uh, that extends down a little bit above the instep on the foot. Uh, it does have ankle armor, very minimal ankle armor that just kind of wraps around the back of the leg there. Um, and that is also miscolored if you're looking at the uh, Plutones art there. Um, hmm. It's actually miscolored in both of them. Well, because look carefully at the right leg. That part that's like part of the front part of the ankle armor is colored red. But if you look at the left leg, it's colored white. Um, oh, huh. I believe these yeah. are supposed to be colored... Red all around? Red or? all around. I'm trying to remember how the kit does it. Yeah, they're supposed to be red on both. Okay. Um, It's just interesting that that's a consistent uh, accidental like misprint. Presumably because they're all drawing off the same art. Uh, I'm looking at the kits. The kits have the back of it always be... I mean, the, the front is The back is, is always red, white but... and the front uh, is always okay. red. Okay, yeah. I, I how I should, was uh, word that. misinterpreting that. Okay. Well, because you can see on the right leg that the back of it is still white also. Right. The right leg. Right. Um, I thought you were saying there were multiple miscolorings. It was just no, like, no, no, just no. It's just a consistent, issue. The on the right leg, the, the front of the ankle armor is never colored red mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, and then the feet, uh, they have a similar shape to like the... Uh, not, more so than Natalie's feet, though there's a bit more bottom of the foot, like a bit more toe going on. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have kind of a high heel situation. There's not much of a gap there, but like when you've built the kit, you realize, oh, this does have like a high heel. Um, right, right. And then on the back of the torso, you've got three GN thrusters uh, that are like around the back that are uh, able to like kind of move around. These are actually very similar in design to like the uh, Astrea's uh, version of these. Yeah, um, this is sort of this this generation, uh, these these second gen ones. This is the style of of thruster cap they get. Mm -hmm. And then uh, connected onto either side, you've got the little wings, which are actually a part of the core fighter. Um, and yeah, uh, 
For its weapons, you have a beam rifle. It is a beam rifle that's pretty similar to the Nadley's, though it is... The, the, the scope is on the bottom, and rather than being, like, a glowing piece, it's, like, this f- flat-colored green, like, radome on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I love the way that this connects into the wrist, uh, and it does have, like, a big square barrel, kind of like the Nadley's. Mm-hmm. It can't do the beam blade thing, though. No. Uh, and then for the shield, you've got this, uh, shield that, again, designed like the Nadley's, where it's, like, this almost, like, ta- like tower shield kind of design, like, where it's this very tall shield. Uh, it does have, uh, this little, like, circular part on it, uh, that, um, has a, um, that has, like, a, it's, like, a circle part that has, like, a bar on the front of it. And then it also actually has, speaking of, like, the ARC-78, it has the little, uh, visor on the top. Like, you know, the little cut in the shield, like, that is, uh, openable. Um, it's very thin, but it is there. There is a gap there, which is kind of interesting. Um... Mm -hmm. And then it also has G and Beam Sabers. They are also stored in the knees, very similar to the uh, ones on the Natalie. Now, this design was an early design uh, that tried doing a little too much while being skinny and fast. The whole point of this design was that it would be the one to generate a GN field. Not an artillery unit like the Virtue, but just that it would be this small unit that has a cool beam rifle and is impervious to damage. Uh, that's why it has all the cables. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're exposed if the idea is, oh, this can generate a GN field. Unfortunately, in practice, they were never able to master this. Right. Uh, so it does have the core fighter, uh, which the reason it has the core fighter, I think, is to basically not ensure just the survivability, uh, but also to ensure that you can get the uh, GN drive out of the machine uh, back to back to them if the gun was mm-hmm. destroyed mm-hmm. um they also planned on putting more armaments on it but they never actually did it uh but yeah it was supposed to be able to form a 360 degree barrier but it didn't work good it was unstable basically it, like it, it would be it would be able to generate the barrier for a few seconds but then like if it started getting shot too much in the same spot it would just use up all the particles and then like start basically having patchy areas and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It just did not work as a 360-degree coverage shield, even with all the extra, like, plugs to make sure, like, the power is distributed throughout the body. Um, Now, of course, later on, uh, this is refitted with a... um, This is refitted with a better GN drive, and it is able to do this. Uh, This specifically uh, happens with, like, the Plutone Black, which is just a black repaint. But these are... Mm -hmm. It, these appear in double OF and these are like rebuilt versions that have, you know, better tech put into them, but they are like the original designs and right. uh, all this later is... versions are able to work this. It's just this original version did not. Uh, very annoyingly. We also, we have the same, anyone who, who remembers our old episode where we ended up talking about the Dynamis and then the Saddle Sud, um, we have the same situation where we have the Gundam Plutone Black and then the Gundam Plutone Black recolor only. These are two different machines. Yeah. Um, because I believe when um, what's his name? Uh, when Fawn is piloting this, I think he recolors it black. And that is a right. separate thing from the Gundam Plutone Black, which is its own variant. <laughs> Either way, though, yeah. Um, this design though, I think is really cool. And again, in my head, like the design impetus for this feels very 
I mean, it, it, the idea is it's a basically armed Gundam that is impervious to all damage, and it has a core fighter, and it has a beam rifle, and it has a shield. I feel like this is just trying to make the RX-78, but, like, as a double O Gundam. It's just, unfortunately, it didn't work. Well, I mean, the the, the attempt to do that was the O Gundam. Which, also, the O Gundam is also that, yes. I just mean, like, this is more in the style of double O, though, because the, the O Gundam is stretching the idea of being a Gundam from double O. It really True. wants to be, you know, a, 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 a an RX-78. Sure, you're right. Um, you're right. More specifically, I should say, I guess, this is Yanase to me trying to make his own, like, what is, like, in his idea of, like, a very basic Gundam. But I also really like, I mean, the, that he was sort of given um, carte blanche to be like, okay, this is a prequel. This machine has to be not just inferior, a failure. Make a machine that's kind of a disaster. And that's a fun art challenge, I think. Well, here's the thing, though. Um... Again, it does end up working later, and it does get rebuilt into something that works, which we will talk about. <laughs> uh, that isn't the black versions. Well, also, I don't. Did you mention the composite armor? Oh, I did. I didn't. Uh, so it does actually have a lot of uh, fancy composite armor uh, on, like basically, like on the wrist is where it's seen, um, like where, like you know, you have the cutaway there that it is visible. But basically the idea is it has armor that can actually, like, layer itself with a bunch of GN fields, like, or a GN field that is, like, really thin in order to still protect the mobile suit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. make the big barrier that can just, like, you know, get rid of everything, and it can't protect the d exposed parts of the mobile suit, like the sensors and whatnot, but the inner armor layer will not be destroyed. So, like, you know, you would destroy, like, the white outer armor, but it would still be functional. Um... I like the illustration here actually showing, like, it basically generating a GN field in the gaps in the armor. I think mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, a nice, a nice one that I've got down there in the gallery. It also has one other just not very important but fun little feature, mm -hmm. which is uh, when it goes into, what's the mode called? Um, it's like a sleep mode or something, basically, like low power. Um, the bottom of the legs just fall off. I actually didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, yeah, so it, it kicks those off, and it just has thrusters under there. Oh. Interesting. Um, but yeah, this is just, I don't know why, this is just, like, one of my favorite GNY designs. It's just, it's funny, because it's just a basic Gundam, but it has such the stylings of Double O that I just really enjoy it. Like, all the cables and whatnot. I love the little wings on the backpack. Um, I, I, I like the, I like the, uh, GN condensers on the shoulders and the skirts and such. Just a good oh, it's called hibernation mode. Sorry. Yeah, hibernation. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that, though. That's interesting. Which is misleading because it's still functional, right? It doesn't shut down. It's yeah. just, you know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, then there is also, related to this machine, uh, the Gundam Artemy, the GNY 0042874. Um, this is a successor to the Plutone, but it is classified as a third generation Gundam. It is not... Like, like, you know, a lot of their successors are just the Virtue and the Nadley, which is a successor to the Plutone. It just, it solved the Plutone by going, we're just going to make the armor bigger. We're just going to make it bigger, and we're going to put a better GN drive in it. Because that's mm -hmm. the other thing, is all these second-gen machines are using inferior GN drives. Um, if I remember right. But, um, but the Artemy, on the other hand, is a weird 
it's a weird looking suit. I love this thing. It's so strange looking, but I love it. It's really funny that they took the big, like, lanky, tall Gundam and were like, okay, but the pilot's a short girl. Make it a short girl. <laughs> God. Which, of course, this is a predecessor to the Gun Archer, but we will save that for another episode. Uh-huh. Probably talk about that when we talk about the Arios. Anyway, um, yeah, the Gundam Artemy, though, is for Gundam Meister 874, which is, at some point when Veda is making all the fake, uh, uh, like, you know, innovate Gundam Meisters and whatnot, uh, apparently just made some cat girls. Hell yeah. <laughs> there, there's Tiaria, and then there's cat girls, but anyway... Um, she's not a cat girl at first. She she's not a cat a girl cat until girl. later, right? I forgot, mm. but still. Anyway, um, the Artemy uh, has a GN drive that is really weird because also it is stored in the abdomen, but let, let's talk about the design. So for the head, you've got this really rounded uh, forehead jewel. Um, you've got two, instead of a V-fin, you just have these like two antennal plates. Um... That are like, like head stuck. fins almost. Yeah, they're like fins stuck in the sides of the head. They are supposed to be the V-fin, ostensibly. They are colored yellow, but yeah. Um, and then the sides of the head, you've got like these big like little vent scoops. Um, for the face itself, you've got this... You've got two big eyes. It, it, it does feel like it just has big eyes, mainly because it's got this mm-hmm. gap between the eyes, like this big black... You know, yeah. Well, and also they're vertically more tall than usual. They're not as narrow slits. Yeah, they're not as narrow. Um, it also has a very interesting face. It's got, like, this faceplate that almost looks like two little fanglies covering uh, some more white armor on the face. It's a cat face. You can just say it's a cat face. See, I thought it was supposed to look like... Well, I guess it's a cat it's a, face, too. Yeah. It's a cat face. Um... Then, uh, as you move down, the torso is very thin. You've got this big, like, you've got, like, two little collar pieces, like, two collar yellow pieces. You've got black armor on either side. You've got yellow armor on the front, like, uh, on the pectoral area. You just got two slabs, like, a big, it's a single slab that covers both sides of the torso. You've got a very thin, uh, red cockpit, uh, part down the middle. Unusually, Uh, it doesn't seem like it has the clavicle antennas. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not. It just has the two, like, just the two little bars there. Uh, it does have vents built into the, uh, black armor. It's a little hard to see in the art because, well, it's all black, including the inside of the vents there. Mm -hmm. Um, it also does, it weirdly enough does not actually have two torso segments. It just has one skinny torso segment. Uh, which is similar to the gun archer. Um... The shoulders, again, they, they are basically the Natalie shoulder in shape again, uh, a little smaller, uh, and they have, like, a little, like, overhang armor that protects part of the bicep. Um, the bicep is very plain. Uh, really long lower joint going on on this armor, because, like, the... It, it's weird, right? Because, like, the forearm, if you're looking at it, like, I feel like the joint is just, like, really long on this design, because mainly because the arms are supposed to look small. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a separate elbow armor protecting the back of the joint, and they have these big yellow wrist cuffs. Uh, and then you've just got the double O style hands at the end of those. Uh, for the skirt, you just have a front plate for the front of the uh, crotch armor. 
Uh, it does have, like, a little sort of, like, inner wraparound skirt that protects the bottom of the torso area. Um, you do have two side skirts. Uh, the two side skirts are very, like, rounded. Uh, they have little cuts in the sides of them. They look... Why do, what do they remind me of? I think... Hold on. I'm trying to figure out what these remind me of. I think it's the Gerbera Tetra side skirts, of all things, that these remind me hmm. of. Yeah, because, like... Just the shape of them, I guess, specifically. Um, reminds me of the Gabara Tetra side skirts. Um, these are they're 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 just this like weird shape. They're very round. Um, like here, like if you look at the GBO2 uh Gabara Tetra, like the side of the leg armor. You see what I mean, right? They just have the <laughs> same shape. They're a lot bigger on the Artemy. But yeah. Um and then on the rear skirt, uh it's it's a B abdomen. Yep. And this yeah, is where the here's GN the plot drive twist. Is. What? It's a B. Hey, so here's where the plot twist kicks in. This thing's a B. Yeah, it's a B. Uh, I love that about it. Uh, it. But yeah, it has a GN drive that's stored inside of the abdomen. Um, weirdly. Uh, now, this is a custom resin kit by someone, but we do know from the art that it would theoretically look like this. I do love the way it looks when it's separated. Just this giant GN drive housing. Mm-hmm. Um... Then, uh, the legs, uh, themselves, you've got pretty plain, uh, like, upper legs. The lower legs, you've got these big rounded knee parts that go up really high. Uh, they have, like, a little yellow piece at the end. Uh, the legs themselves, just very rounded, uh, armor throughout. Um, really deep cut into the joint in the back, interestingly. Um, for the ankle armor, uh, you've got ankle and instep armor on the front and back. Uh, the feet are very thin. Uh, it's basically just one... It's an L-shaped yellow piece for the bottom of the foot and the back of the foot, and then uh, just, like, a white armor piece put on top of that. They look like high heels, but there's no heel. Yeah. Um, and then the backpack, you've got a backpack that is two, like... I believe it's a stack of two GN condensers on the back, or is it just one? I need to find a better back picture, because, unfortunately, the wings are blocking it. Okay, it's just one. It's just one, yeah. Okay. It's got one GN condenser on the back, and then it's got four attachments, which are these little wings, uh, which are actually secretly bits, which I think is really fun. Um, yeah. We don't get a lot of bits in this, you know, in, in this this early on. Obviously, once we get to season two, you know, anything goes, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so this design, though, um, talking about its armaments, it has a GN beam spray gun uh, that has a pair of extendable antenna on the right side. Uh, that extend upward when it is doing the trial system, because this still has the trial system. Uh, and then the it has the 4GN bits on the backpack. Uh, they're not very good at offense. They're, like, relatively weak beams. This mobile suit, though, is not really made so much for being put into combat. This mobile suit, I think, mostly exists to babysit the more unstable... Uh, prototype Gundam Meisters and Fawn Spock and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. this is this is a machine that is just exists to literally hover around the battlefield and make sure they are listening to Veda during the secret missions. And shut them down if needed. And shut them down if necessary, yes. Um which, you know. Uh I, I so it's not a very like it's it's not like really a strong machine made for combat in that way. But it does have the trial system so it can, you know, Stop uh, the the other prototype Gundams that it's working with from working. Um, again, this is I believe this is uh, 
generally hanging out with uh, Fawn Spock and whatnot, because that's who I associate Gundam Meister 874 with, is hanging out with Fawn Spock. And I, I, I guess I understand why you would want to have the trial system around Fawn Spock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you want to be able to stop that motherfucker at any cost. Um, and the bomb collar is not enough. If the bomb collar, yes, is not enough. Um, so, like the second generation Gundams, though, because this is being deployed on, like, weird secret missions, uh, it does have a hidden Gundam face. Uh, it's, uh, not, unfortunately, on the wiki. Um, but basically, that top plate pops off of the uh, armor on the face. And it just has the Nadley face, right? It's got the tall chin and everything. Uh, and it even has the hair. Uh, the hair cables. I believe the Why? hair... Why? Uh, for the mask. No, but I mean, what are, the hair, what are the hair cables doing? They have the mask attached. That's not... For hiding the Gundam face. That's not... That doesn't really answer the question. You don't use, like... It just... It's using the long cables because... It's... That's like using high-gauge power wire to hold on your, like, your fucking gauze mask. That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, okay, it's because it's piloted by the girl and because it's the sequel to the Nadley. And the prequel yeah, okay. to the Nadley Aquos. It's because she needs to have hair. Okay, got it. To be fair, it, it could have at least cool. come up with a mechanic. It does, but they could have at least come up with a mechanical explanation. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. Um, also, from uh, that the wiki does not have uh, here... You can see the beam spray gun in both modes here. So basically, when the fine. trial system is activated, uh, the two blades pop up. It turns into like a bow. I and wish they that... had more combat applications because here's the thing: I love this design as a design. I think it's great. I just hate that it's like you know, ah, just kind of floats mm-hmm. on the battlefield and is basically there to babysit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I would have liked to see. I would like to see them do more of this, but you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, uh, and that's and, it, right? Uh, I'm double checking just to make sure. D- don't double check. Just just say that's it, um, so I can surprise you with the fact that it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what one did you want to bring up? I wanted to bring up a completely uh, like a completely pointless gunpla thing. Oh, what the GN 4 P Gundam Nedley Partita. Link it. Sure, this is from Build Fighter's document, so it doesn't matter. It's not a spoiler. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is a neat-looking machine, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. I like that it... Why does it have a selfie stick with the beam rifle at the end of it? I just that's realized that's what that it's is. It's a scythe. Oh, it's a scythe. Okay. It looks like it's holding a <laughs> selfie stick that is holding it's, a beam It's rifle. a very reasonable thing for you to say, but it is, in fact, a scythe, is okay. the intention. The color scheme's cool, though. Um, the only other close to Gundam I can think of would be, like, the Garm Gundam, but we'll save that for, like, when we were talking about, like, the Ga family of suits, I think. The thing is, there's a lot of interconnectivity between all the weird celestial beings. Right. It turns so. out when every Gundam in a setting is made basically by the same people, there's a lot of uh, crossbreeding. Yep. All right. Well, then let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, any questions or anything? Sir? I just pointed out a machine we have to talk about. What are you doing? What, do we have to talk more about it? We talked. It's a purple. It's a Nadley in purple and red or like not even red it's hot pink and 
It's got the Virtue's backpack still on it, and it has a scythe that looks really dumb. Well, it's because the scythe is a rifle. The rifle unfolds into a scythe, which is cool. It's cool, but it looks really goofy. I think I love I love seeing a scythe with a scope on it. That's the funniest thing. Okay. I see. Um, also, it does have a modified hair setup. Mm. All right, yeah, because it's only coming out of the back of the neck area. Mm-hmm. And it's coming more straight back than it did before Madelais kind of cascades down. This is almost closer to, like, the noble. Also, I like that the model are actually bothered putting the ends of the cables on them, which is something that mm -hmm. is a lot of work and that Bandai will never do even with the Master Grade kits because uh, that is a lot of work to do. Could you imagine if you had to put a little, like, silver cap on to, uh, and, like, pointy part onto the end of each one of the individual Madley hairs? That would be a lot of work. Yeah, it would be. They look pretty um, good on Master Grade, I think. Anyway. Like, last detail before I let us go. Um, actually, I will note, the back of the GN Drive looks a little weird. It's a small picture, it's hard to tell. But it looks like there's something else on there. It's got, like, a div like it's got like extra cones put onto it or something. Because, like, normally the Virtue has a flat one. But this one <laughs> sticks out, but there's a big gap in the middle. Yeah, there might be an extra, extra thing. You're right. Um... And, the, okay, the last thing then actually is the GN drive isn't green, and I think that's cool. It's like yeah, silver. It's, it's a silvery color, yeah. What is this used so? by? Eleonora McGovern. Sure. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Uh, They appear in Build Fighter's document where they take the identity of Masked Second G. Oh, it's it's Maywin Kaguchi's two, two's assistant. It's okay. just pissed off. Okay, I see. All right, well, whatever. All right. None of this matters. No. <laughs> Don't, okay, okay, do take a look at Masked Second G real quick. I'll send you a picture. Uh, imagine this dude just walking through your school. <laughs> Challenge you to a gunpla fight. Yeah. Yeah, no, that feels that feels about right for the second Meijin. Anyway. Yep. All right. That's it. Yep. Until next time, folks. We're going to take it to the close. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me online at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com as well as on co-host. Um, Six, where can people find you and your work? You can find me on Twitter at Six.Mar for the time being. It's, they really, I just, I just, please just make a co-host app so I can get out of here. Um, but my DMs are open. Any questions or comments, you can go ahead and send them there. And I will, uh, yeah. I did love how they were like, oh, by the way, TweetDeck's going to now be something that you have to pay for. And it's like, oh. Oh, you mm -hmm. really are just trying to kill the website for everyone left. Like, even people I know who originally were like, yeah, I'm never leaving this website are like, uh, if you get rid of that, I, I how do I go on there? Yeah. Um... Yeah, also, the, the place that will not change is you can find my work at scanlandmedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlandmedia. Hey, Dylan, guess what? What? We're a month away from 10 years. Isn't that wild? Not you and me, but Scanline. 10 years? Wow. 10 years, yeah. I didn't realize y'all started that soon. Huh. Yeah, we work hard. All right. Um, But, folks, remember, this podcast is not meant to lead humanity, but to help them build the future. <laughs> Peace. Peace.
雨は大地を潤すようにこの世界は寄り添い合い生きてるのになぜ人は傷つけ合うのなぜ別れは訪れるの君が遠くへ行ってもまだいつもこの心のまま